It is a feel-good Friday on Locked On Nationals, and today we are going to get into a strong point for the Washington Nationals entering the 2023 season, and I'm going to tell you about all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I always appreciate coming in every single day to talk about the Nationals with the Locked On Podcast Network. And I have married those two things and created a podcast, or not created, but I took over a podcast with Locked On Nationals. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This official sports book of Locked On make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And as I was saying, I believe this season will be a rougher one in the rebuild. You know, right now we are tied for dead last in World Series odds. Tied with the Oakland A's. We don't have much expectations for this season. Fans, you think about it, we're in the thick of the rebuild. It started, it's here, but it's also going to be a climb up. And I believe rock bottom was this past year, so I don't think it's going to get any worse than it did in 2022. So now it's time to look ahead to 2023 in a strong suit for the Washington Nationals. And I think the cream of this crop with the Washington Nationals is the bullpen going into the season. And I say that because there is a lot to talk about as far as the bullpen goes. And in a rebuild, it is important in my mind to have a solid bullpen. You can't be bad spreading it across whatever it may be, whether it be your outfield that is poor, your infield, your starting pitching. But I believe in a rebuild, it is important to have a bullpen set and ready to go. And I say that because what is the most auction off position at the trade deadline? It's simple. It's relieving pitching. And I say that because all teams need postseason pitching. They need a deep set of rotation, whether it be starting pitching or in particular relief pitching. Because in the postseason, you don't know what will happen. And many times you will see starting pitching in the postseason get drained and get taken out of the game early and they'll rely on relief pitching going forward. And you see that. Look back at 2019 with the Nationals. We made moves for a couple of guys at the deadline. Ronis Elias, who didn't really pitch much with that team that year, unfortunately, due to injury. Daniel Hudson, the guy who closed out Game 7 in the World Series. And truly, we don't win that series without Daniel Hudson in there. So there are impact guys that you will have to get at the deadline. And when you're in a rebuild, it is important to have those guys like Kyle Finnegan, like Mason Thompson, like Carl Edwards Jr. All those guys that are in the mix to be traded off of the deadline to ultimately help this team in a rebuilding situation. So now it's time to highlight those pieces who 
Some may be considered to be traded at the deadline, and some others are not, at least in my mind. But we start off with Kyle Finnegan. Kyle Finnegan, who's kind of been a big success story as far as one of Mike Rizzo's signings. He was signed after the 2019 season out of the minor leagues to a major league deal to make a roster spot on the Nationals entering the 2020 season. And everyone was like, who's Kyle Finnegan, including myself? We didn't really know, but you saw what he could do. You saw the potential that he had in this past season, especially down the second half of 2022. He took a step up, became that closer after Tanner Rainey's injury, and ultimately took the job, and he has now since run with it. And ultimately, Kyle Finnegan is an arm that, when you ask me this, is he really going to be here when the Nationals are good again? Because we will be good again eventually. This is someone who is around 31 years old right now. We'll be turning 32, I believe, this upcoming September. So when I think of Kyle Finnegan, I'm not necessarily thinking that this is going to be someone who will be here for the long run. Kyle Finnegan is going to be someone who will be a lockdown reliever through this season. So come the deadline, Kyle Finnegan is going to have a big price tag, as we alluded to this last episode of people discussing about should they consider trading Kyle Finnegan right this second for someone like Joe Adele, maybe. Well, I wouldn't because I would hold off to the deadline when there's teams who need him the most. They're going to give up maybe potentially a little more than they would this very second. Let his value skyrocket a little bit, especially because he's got team control over the next few years. That's valuable to a team, especially when it comes to relief pitching. So Kyle Finnegan kind of highlights this group of guys who could be making a difference this upcoming season. Next on that list, I have Hunter Harvey. Hunter Harvey has kind of been one of my babies throughout this process. I love Hunter Harvey and what he brings to the table. Not only does he have the cool mustache, the long flowy hair, he's just a solid pitcher no matter what way you look at it. This is someone who was DFA'd by the Baltimore Orioles back this summer. The Nationals claimed him, and ultimately, this is someone who pitched 39 innings for the Nationals, struck out 45 hitters in that period as well. Well, it was good for a 2-5-2 ERA. Hunter Harvey, you've seen the fastball. You've seen the electric stuff that he has because ultimately, Hunter Harvey was a first-round pick. The expectations were high for him with the Baltimore Orioles. 22nd overall pick in the 2013 MLB draft. There's a lot of praise there, but ultimately he didn't live up to it. Now he's with the Nationals and he has ultimately found a role here with the Nationals. And I think he is someone that will take a big step up moving forward as again, this is someone who's going to be under team control for a couple more years. Is he someone that should be looked upon as a trade piece at the deadline? Not necessarily just yet in my mind. And the reason why I say that he's still on the younger side. He's 28 years old. Now, if he is absolutely balling out and pitching out of his mind in the first half of the season, maybe he'll get some looks at the deadline. But ultimately, I look at Hunter Harvey as a piece that we could have for our own. Only 28 years old. He seemed to get better as the days went on in the past season. And ultimately, what is his worth this second? Not as much as Kyle Finnegan because he does not have the track record as Kyle Finnegan does so far. 
But if he establishes himself as a solid, good reliever in this season, then ultimately his price tag could be whatever it may be. Because he's 28 years old, even younger than Kyle Finnegan. And also guys like this who have those pieces to potentially be a closer in in any team, really. So ultimately, I would like to hang on to Hunter Harvey for now and see what he can do because I think this is a strong position for the Nationals. And truly with Hunter Harvey, I think he feels comfortable here. I think he's made that well-known. And plus, I think the upside that he provides us is ultimately bigger than what we could get at the deadline because he's someone that I would like to keep a hold of going forward. Now, to even discuss even more about the bullpen, there are guys like Victor Arano, but more specifically, I want to get into Mason Thompson. Mason Thompson is someone that we got in return for Daniel Hudson back in the 2021 trade deadline. We all hated to see Daniel Hudson go, but we got this rock star 24-year-old Mason Thompson who sometimes hits 100. He's in that Hunter Harvey category to where this is going to be a lockdown arm in my opinion, should not even be considered at the trade deadline at this point. He's 24 years old. He'll be turning 25, and I believe around in a couple weeks maybe. That's what I remember lastly. But then again, a young arm who really broke out this last year in only 24 innings pitch. She only struck out 15 batters. But ultimately, if you look beside the numbers, you see the potential that he has. He's been up and down in AAA up in the majors, been rehabbing with some injuries, but ultimately this is someone who should be a building block moving forward. And I wouldn't even consider trading him at this point because I believe he's got another five to six years of team control. And guys, he was a third round pick from the San Diego Padres and they love the relief pitching. They draft it and they develop it really well. And I think the Nationals, this is something that they have done a little well over the years. So ultimately, I want to see Mason Thompson with the Washington Nationals moving forward. I would not consider trading him because, again, he has that upside to where you really want to move on from this guy because ultimately this is someone who could help us moving forward. Even if the the price is crazy high for him and someone matches that price, I wouldn't do it at this point because I think the difference that Mason Thompson could make going forward would actually outprice the bid that they would get for him. So ultimately, let's keep Mason Thompson around, and hopefully we can find a steady spot for him because I think Mason Thompson is one of those guys that could be a piece for the future. And now to wrap up on the bullpen list, I'm talking about the trusted vet, Carl Edwards Jr. And I bring up Carl Edwards Jr. as a 31-year-old World Series champion with the Chicago Cubs. You know him. We picked him up this past year. And ultimately, at first, he wasn't great. But then he settled down in the second half of the season, provided a 2.76 ERA and 62 innings pitch, had 56 strikeouts. And this is someone who has kind of revived himself after having a tough few years bouncing around major league teams. Ultimately, he has found a spot with the Nationals and truly, What has Carl Edwards brought to the table? Well, I can tell you this. Carl Edwards is someone who not only is he a big name, but he has been a big-time pitcher for the Nationals. And ultimately, he has postseason experience as a 31-year-old who has won the World Series with the Chicago Cubs 
in that ultimate crazy 2016 run. And that provides value in itself. Carl Edwards Jr., in my opinion, probably should have been traded at this past deadline. But if he revives himself again and pitches strong, you will certainly be seeing Carl Edwards Jr. traded to another team at this deadline and make a difference for a contender because that is what the price that he will pay. So when we talk about these bullpen guys, it's not just for the success of this team. Ultimately, that is first. We want to see the successes of the fruit tree of Mike Rizzo. He has brought these guys in. He has developed them. And ultimately, that is the strong point for the Washington Nationals moving forward. There is another strong point for the Washington Nationals moving forward that I don't think people are talking about enough. And that is prospect Cole Henry, who was seen pitching off the mound yesterday after having TOS surgery. And if you don't know who had TOS surgery, that's also Steven Strasburg. So we're going to get into the future of Cole Henry because I think this is someone who will be a difference maker for the Nationals if he's healthy. And which, right from what we saw yesterday, I think he's looking pretty damn good. And I'm going to discuss that and why you should get a little excited about him. But before we do that, I need to tell you guys about my friends over at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first five dollar bet just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props plus you can even combine your bets for a chance to add a bigger payout with a same game parlay you got the nfc championship this weekend guess what i'm rolling with brock purdy and the san francisco 49ers at plus two and a half it's easy my friends at fanduel has got you just like they have myself so uh, it is all on an app that's safe, secure, and, see- and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And now to get into... Cole Henry, who was seen pitching yesterday for one of the first times in since he had the TOS surgery back over the summer with the Washington Nationals. And I say for you to watch out about Cole Henry moving forward, because this is someone who has kind of been an electric arm, but ultimately he has battled injuries kind of throughout his career. And now he's recovering from TOS surgery, which is a little concerning to say the least, but ultimately What could we expect from him moving forward if he's healthy? Because from what I saw yesterday, I saw that same active fastball that you will be getting. And for some people who don't know about Cole Henry, he was a second-round pick out of LSU in the 2020 draft right behind Cade Cavalli. And this is someone who has been a really productive arm in the national system overall. Like when we talk about minor league success, Cole Henry is at the forefront of that. He has only pitched in 78 innings through two seasons in minor ball 
for the Nationals, but ultimately he has collected 104 strikeouts in those 78 innings. He has a 2.06 ERA, and plus, besides that, he's averaging around 12 strikeouts per nine innings. He's averaging just about four. He's averaging four and a half strikeouts per walk. He's only averaging a home run per nine innings. These stats that he has produced throughout his time in the minor leagues have been out of this world. But ultimately, his struggle has been that he can't stay healthy. So what can we provide with Cole Henry? What can we get out of Cole Henry moving forward? Because if Cole Henry is healthy entering the season, I think you will see him in the major leagues some point in this summer, whether that be filling in for an injury, whether that be out of the bullpen. I'm not too sure what his role will be moving forward. But if he is healthy, I think this is something to where we could build up his stamina in this minor leagues, have him work up to get around five innings pitch per start. Because ultimately, in only about 20 starts, he's only accumulated 78 innings. So there's not a lot of time there. He's only averaging about and a half to four innings per outing right now. So that's nothing that's great. It's nothing that's really world-beating. And when you think about it, but ultimately the progress that he has made since college, if he was healthy over the last few years and he was able to accumulate 20 plus starts over the last few years, I think this is someone that you would see as a top 100 prospect. But as I've said, the only issue that he has had is his ability to stay healthy. But when he's healthy, there's a case to be made that he's the best pitcher in this system. And in fact, if he was healthy, I'm willing to say that he probably would have been our best pitcher. The numbers don't lie. Strikeout numbers in this league, as we hit on the other day, is something that's going to be even more important going forward with getting rid of the defensive shift. That's not going to be happening anymore. Outs are going to be harder to come by. So you know what pitching will have to do to ultimately kind of step up is get outs on their own. And that's what Cole Henry does. He is a strikeout pitcher. He has been that way since LSU. If you even look at his stats down at LSU, he was striking guys out. Back in 2019, he had 72 strikeouts in 58 innings. In 2020 at LSU, he had 23 strikeouts in 19 innings. Ultimately, not a lot of work there in whole. But if he were to get healthy, this is someone that you will be able to rely on going forward. And this is not only someone that we will be able to rely on, but this is someone who will make a difference for this major league team and especially a starting pitching roster that needs all the help that we can get because last year it was by far and away the worst in baseball. So if you get a healthy Cole Henry coming into 2023, and ultimately I know we have to take play this game knowing that Steven Strasburg has not been able to recover from TOS surgery. I don't want to give Cole Henry the same hope. I don't want to say he will never pitch again. I've seen his interview. I've seen some of the different things that he does. He's a nice guy. I'm in his corner. I'm not going to write him off just yet. I got to see it before I can write him off. And yesterday what I saw, I saw a healthy Cole Henry from his Instagram. You can find it at Nats Farm over on Twitter, and they posted that and kind of ultimately got my attention with it. But again, this is someone, when healthy, will be able to make a difference, whether it be out of the bullpen, whether it be a spot start, 
or even just a starter because he's got that kind of leverage to where he could come out of the bullpen. He could be a starter. He could be an opener. It doesn't really matter what he can be. But what we have to work on with him moving forward is to build up that stamina down in the minor leagues, get him healthy, and ultimately there's no rush for it either way. But if he were to come back healthy from TOS, that would be a big jump in ultimately what medical doctors think of that procedure. Because we know it, I don't have to say it, but TOS surgery is not easy to come back from, as you see with Steven Strasburg. It can ruin careers as it has before in the past with mostly every single guy that's gotten it. So that's the unfortunate part. But I'm not going to write them off yet. At some point, someone will get back from this surgery and make a difference. And I hope to God that Cole Henry is that difference maker because I think that he has that kind of potential for the Washington Nationals. But guys, speaking of the Washington Nationals, it's time to talk about the 2023 season expectations as a whole. As I just want to wrap up and move on to this next topic because as I alluded to in the beginning, we are tied dead last for World Series odds, as you probably expected. But ultimately, I want to get you set as we are only a couple weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and I need to tell you about what I think about this team moving forward. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now go check out Locked On MLB Prospects, and that host is Lindsey Crosby, who, my guy, is a prospect encyclopedia who goes deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. And that podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And now to get into what I expect from the Washington Nationals in 2023. As I said, we got about 500 to 1 odds to win the World Series. We're not winning the World Series this year. And we're not going to win the NL East this year. Surprise. I don't know if anyone didn't know that, but it's just, it is what it is. And this is part of the rebuild process. But what is there to watch for this year? What are your expectations going for into the 2023 season? My expectations could be completely different from what you guys are. But here are mine as I want you guys to watch out for this because ultimately in a rebuild, this is what's going to matter most with the Nats. I'm going to be watching for C.J. Abrams, Josiah Gray, and as well as Key Bear Ruiz to take that next step and become an everyday big leaguer. You see it from time to time with Josiah Gray. You see what he can do, the slider, the fastball. It's an electric pitch out there. Pitches, plural. And that's something that you will see moving forward as we all expect to see from him. Kibar Ruiz behind the dish. Could he be named the Great Wall of D.C.? I don't know. You see it from the catching and the defensive side of things. He is an elite blocker of baseballs. He calls a solid game. And ultimately, you see he has the trust of the pitching staff behind the plate to where they're not afraid to spike one in the dirt on an 0-2 count because Kibar Ruiz will block it. But what we need to see from him this year is take a next step in driving in runs getting more offense, getting on base more, and ultimately hit some home runs because this is someone who was a powerful bat down in the minor leagues. Now let's just see him take that jump 
into 2023 because I think he will take that jump. I even think he could be in the stratosphere of about 20 home runs if that's what he really wanted to be. So we're going to be looking for that. C.J. Abrams, the young buck, 21, 22 years old. What will we need to see from him? You've seen it from the defensive side as he made two web gem plays in the span of about two games last year that both ended up on Center top 10. Defensive side of things, yes, he made a couple of throwing errors here and there. He booted a ball or two. This is a defensive stout guy is how I call him. He's going to be a defensive first shortstop, which is all right. But ultimately, I think he is going to have to hit for average and get on base and able to generate some runs. His threat is stealing bases, getting on base. And when he's on base, he is a terrorizer. He is Trey Turner on the bases. He's not as fast as him and ultimately not as skilled on the bases as Trey Turner as most every big leaguer is not Trey Turner. But C.J. Abrams can be that kind of threat to where he is getting in someone's head when someone like Kiba Ruiz is coming to play and bat. Joey Manessis, whoever it may be, C.J. Abrams is going to be someone who will be a little rascal on the bases. Ultimately, we're going to have to see what he can do and take a step up get on base more, and ultimately, when he does get on base more, he should be able to generate runs. Next, I want to talk about a little with Lane Thomas and what he can bring, because I actually really like Lane Thomas, and I talk about Lane Thomas not as much as I would like to, because this is someone who actually could be one of the better hitters on this roster this year, as he won MVP of the Nationals in the 2022 season. Now, it's not saying too much when you trade away Josh Bell and Juan Soto. Nelson Cruz isn't hitting at anything. So it was kind of an easy award to win. But ultimately, if he were to sustain his success that he's had the past two seasons in the second half of the season and were to get rid of the first half, this guy would be around an above average big league hitter. Right now, he's about an average big league hitter, which is fine. That's a good thing for the Nationals. You don't have too many of those guys on your roster. But if Lane Thomas were to actually start hot like he hasn't done the last two years, then this guy's numbers, you could see him hitting around a 780 OPS. He does have power. You see it. He could be a 15 to 20 home run guy if you were to get around 450 to 500 at-bats. You could see that out of Lane Thomas. But will we see that? Will we see that first half jump that we have been waiting to see from him? I don't know. He's got to start hot. That's something that needs to happen with Lane Thomas moving forward. His his defense out there in left field, center, right field, wherever he will be playing is fine. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing bad. He's a solid fielder. So that are the expectations for Lane Thomas and ultimately the Washington Nationals, and those are going to be the guys that I will be watching closely this year as we inch closer to opening day because we are under 100 days. I'm not a math guy, but I know we're 100 under 100 days away from opening day. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospect, who is hosted by Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia, and that pod is free and available wherever you get your podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I will be talking to you guys next week as we continue to get closer to spring training 2023.